Do you and Karen like pasta? You know who you sound like? Did you ever see that movie, <laughs> Defending Your Life? Yes, Albert Brooks. Yeah, where the waiter comes over, you know, they've died, they're in the afterlife. It's Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep, and right. they're at some resort. It's like a holding station before you go to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. And they're at a nice restaurant, and they're having dinner, and the waiter comes over, and he goes, Do you like pasta? <laughs> Oh, I have some pasta. And you never, ever gain an ounce. It's amazing. And then at the end, he says, do you like pie? And he brings him like 10 pies. I love that. Do you and Karen like pasta? Of course. Okay. Well, I'm going to make your day. Go ahead. (laughs) Make my day. I've been wanting to say that for the longest time. Last night, I mean, we love pasta. But what's wrong with pasta? It's got carbs. It's got calories. And you can't eat too much of it or you get a big fat belly. Well, last night, we had something called Miracle Noodle Fettuccine. Thomas, this is incredible. I mean, okay, granted, it doesn't taste just like Italian pasta. You got to have some sacrifice. But this stuff, Thomas, I'm looking at the packet right now. Calories? You ready for this? Zero. Wow. How is that possible? How is that possible? It says, known for its health benefits, shiitake is made from soluble fiber of the plant, it only contains a healthy, soluble fiber known as, and it has a long name, but it's Wait, made from I know a, what it's called. What? Cardboard. <laughs> no. Well, look, here's the thing. Yes, it doesn't taste just like pasta, but if you put a lot of red sauce, garlic, shrimp, like we had last night, I'm telling you, pal. <laughs> you make up for the calories. That's right. No, you don't get much. You don't so get what a lot does it of taste like? It tastes like noodles. It tastes a little like bit. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you. Does go it really tell, taste like noodles? Yes. It, go it, tell, it, tell Karen to check it out. All we right, how a, much sodium does it have? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Total fat, zero. Cholesterol, zero. Sodium, zero. Oh, it must really be blah. Well, I want you to try it. Tell Karen to go to... We got it at Whole Foods. It's called Miracle Noodle Fettuccine. Okay. Noodle. People, if you're listening out there and you like pasta, you don't want the calories, this is my present to you. Miracle Noodle Fettuccine. I'm going to tell you what the miracle is going to be <laughs> if I ever actually follow up and get this stuff. But I might. Who knows? But you're not really selling the flavor. Man, I'm all about the taste. I'm a foodie. Come on. Even if you throw in all the, the garlic All and the, the bad shrimp. stuff. No, garlic's not bad. Shrimp's not. We threw some broccoli in there. I'm telling you, pal, I can't wait to have it again. We've gone all crazy now. We've got... Uh, but what does it taste like? I'm telling you, it tastes like noodles. It doesn't taste like pasta. It tastes like noodles, but it, it looks like pasta. And you know what I'm going to have Friday night? Or the next time I have a Friday night, we're having cauliflower pizza. <laughs> cauliflower pizza. That's going to be an enjoyable day in the bathroom. Well, I'm telling you, buddy. You know what's enjoyable? My waistline. My waistline. I want you to know I've gone from 207 to 188. Strapping man of six feet tall. Well, how, how much do you weigh right now? 180, 188. You do? Yep. You went from 207 to 188? Yep. Just wow. throwing out the car. That's right, pal. You can do it, too, if you just give up the carbs. You can still do it on the weekends, too. That's the magic of this. Tom and Mike. Do you know what turns 35 this year? Mm. Come on. You've been there many times, I bet. Hooters. That's right. Look at you. Ah, How did I know that? (laughs) You've probably written down on a card in front of you, wasn't it? (laughs) Have you ever been to Hooters, Thomas? Man, it's been about 35 years. I'm not even that old. My parents took me when I was six. I've never been to a Hooters. I find places like that very depressing. 
Why? Because you've got a girl who's... No, I guess I was way ahead of the Me Too movement. I just didn't like women, you know, walking around in scantily clothes. And you and I have talked about this ad nauseum. I know that we have. And right. I am in total agreement with you. I don't like it when women parade around and they tease. And, you know, if I'm at a restaurant and, you know, I see something that I like, I want to order it. Right. And that includes... The waitress. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's just fundamentally not right. Right. I know. I agree with you. I just, I kind of feel sorry for them, but that, that's what they have to do. Now, look, women are wonderful. They're beautiful. There's so many. I mean, you go to Hooters and you got beautiful women with great bodies. I mean, is that why you go to a restaurant? No, of course not. They've closed a lot of these. They're not the thriving. Well, yeah. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say thriving. <laughs> They're not as popular as they used to be, right? I guess. But you know a good Hooters is like a minor league system for our local strip club? Did you know that? <laughs> really? That's what it is, pal. They call it, In the NBA, they call it the D-League. In this case, it would be the double D-League. Oh, did you see what I did there? I, I see. Every husband says to his wife, really, honey, I go there for the wings, don't they? The wings. <laughs> uh, do, do you know that Hooters just have a new car service now? Because if you drink too much, you know what they're called? The, their car service at Hooters? <laughs> Come on, you can guess, can't you? Uh, it, it's going to sound like Uber. <laughs> it's Boober, baby. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> You're killing me. Oh, man. You know, it's the only place that an attractive girl will take a picture with you. That's the only place, right? Well, speak for yourself, buddy. I haven't been to a Hooters. Well, I mean, there is one in my area. You've but, never, uh, ever been to one? Nope. And I, I drive by it sometimes, and I kind of look at the cars, and I You're say, You're tempted. Oh, no, I'm not tempted. I'm just wondering, what's with this guy's... I guess the people listening to me right now think that I'm some kind of prude or something. It's just that, I don't know, that's not my... Your wife makes you very happy. Not yet. Well, that's true, too. But I still look, and I know you do, too. I'm an all-American male. I love women. I, mean, I really do. There's nothing, and there's so many beautiful women out there. It's just amazing. You know, you're starting to sound, no offense, because, you know. A little creepy? Know, no, you're starting to sound a little gay, actually. No. Yeah, you are. Nothing to be Because, wrong with you that. know, I always have this theory that people who are closeted, they always like to kind of cover it up with something outrageous like that. You know, one of the guys that I got to know really well back in the 90s right. was Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind. Right. And he was just incredibly gay but anytime you know we'd be out and about like in the car and he'd see a beautiful woman it was like almost like you michael it was over the top oh look at her oh my gosh she is so incredibly beautiful now he was dating charlize theron at the time he was yeah so i can't imagine how anybody could be more beautiful than that but I always suspected. I don't know that he's come out yet, but I believe. Well, you just told about uh, <laughs> people listening to us. Way to go, Thomas. <laughs> well, he's out now. He's been outed oh. on the Tom and Mike show. Tom and Mike. Well, Thomas, you're a lucky man because you knew very early at an early age what you wanted to do. And radio is your dream job, isn't it? It is. What's the old saying? They say, do something you love and make a career of it. And it's not going to be a job, right? Well, yeah, and I often think to myself, if I hadn't have done radio, I love food. I could have been a cook. Maybe I could have been a chef. But I probably love eating more than I love preparing, you know. <laughs> but I'm serious. I mean, th they say that. It's so hard to do, though. I mean, how many people—I mean, you're a lucky guy. You do your dream job, 
But people don't get a dream job in their life. They have to go to a nine to five. You know what my dream job would be the perfect dream job, Thomas? What? To be a stay-at-home dad with no kids. That's the perfect dream job. That's <laughs> <laughs> hard to get, isn't it? Or I'd like to be a Kardashian, right? You just sit, kind of just pay to exist. You don't do anything. Don't do anything. Right. You know, there are good jobs and there's terrible jobs. Well, you've never probably had a terrible job, have you? I mean, you probably work for some bad guys in radio, but you never, since you started so early in life at 15 in the radio business, and that's all you've known, you probably never had a bad job, I think have you, you probably nailed it right there. Yeah, I've worked for some bad people in radio because it seems like sometimes it's the business that kind of draws in some really despicable people, right? Right. But for the most part, I've enjoyed the career I've had, and I hope I can continue to do it, you know? Right. But there are bad jobs, Thomas. You know people out there that actually get paid to sniffing armpits? No. Yes, there are. Tell me, what what is that job called? An armpit sniffer, I guess. No. I don't know. Seriously. Okay, I'm going to Google this right now. Okay. Okay, I'm turning on the Google machine. Armpit. The most bizarre jobs in the world. Armpit sniffer. But this is from a a paper called, I don't know if this is, (laughs) I don't know if this is credible. It's called the Martian Herald. Oh, direct from Mars. I I don't think I'm going to open that up. It could be some kind of virus or something. I went to an armpit sniffing class. What? See that? Wanted one armpit sniffer. Here are the worst jobs ever from carbonated.tv. Okay, anyway. How about a taser tester? So you found the same article. No. Was it from the Martian Chrome? No, I just uh, the people people have to have to test. How much test. does that job pay? I don't know. Not enough. I know that. How about going into the mines? Think about that. Oh, God, there's some terrible jobs. I had some bad the jobs. The mines? But yeah, going to a mine and a coal mine back in the day. Oh, all day long in that dark, breathing that stuff in, you die of lung. Oh, man. Thank God we don't that would that. be nasty. Nasty, baby. Nasty. So where are you going with this thing? I was talking about dream jobs and uh, read this article that still holds true today that you got to do something you love. Here's a dream job. What's that? Podcast producer. There you go. Guess who does that? What's this world coming to.com? Yeah, but guess who produces it? Tom Kent or and, young Thomas Kent. And who's that other guy? Michael Lacing. And the address is what's this world coming to.com. Tom and Mike. Now, Thomas, this is an interesting article I read in BuzzFeed. Thomas, they asked a bunch of people living in other countries what were the 10 top things Americans do that non Americans cannot believe? Do you think you could get any of them? Think about that. What do other people in other countries think that we think we do that they think is a little bit weird? I think they kind of think we're sort of all cowboys over here. Is that on the list anywhere? No. The number one thing has to do with something we do with food. This is tough. I'll, I'll just oh, tell we you. Do, do we chew with our mouth open? No, no. They don't understand how we eat cold pizza. Cold pizza? Yeah. Nothing better. <laughs> I guess I am an all-American male. How about pizza for breakfast? Do you enjoy mm, that? There's our carbs, though. I can't do it, pal. How about cauliflower pizza for breakfast? <laughs> they don't understand how we microwave water. Water? Yeah, you know how like people make a cup of coffee, they put a cup of water in the microwave, and then, I don't know, or tea That's not or how I make my coffee. That's how you make your Sanka in the morning, right? <laughs> no, I make my, my Riobos tea. I do that. Riobos. Uh, they don't understand. This is oh, kind of yes, strange. Oh, yes, I remember. We were having a Riobos moment <laughs> just the other day. 
Now, this one I don't get. I don't know where these people are living, but they say, do Americans really wear their shoes in their home or that's just on TV? I wear house slippers. How about you? <laughs> I wear sneaks. They don't understand how we say the word herb like it's herb. We say herb, but not herb. It's spelled H-E-R-B. We say herb, but it's herb. So that's a silly one. Eat your herbs. <laughs> they, they don't understand how we say the word John for the bathroom. What do they call it? They call it the loo, the water toilet. The water toilet. <laughs> the loo. But uh, the privy. They don't understand how we eat our lunch in a huge room filled with tables at schools. I don't know where they eat, but they don't understand those big cafeterias. for. Maybe they eat at their desk. They don't get a break. Number eight. Do Americans really care about Halloween or is that a TV thing? What do you think? Oh, we care. Yeah, we do. That's a multi-billion dollar industry in the good old USA. Do Americans really call each other by their last name or is that just a movie thing? Do you call people by I don't. I don't call you Kent. You don't call me Lacing. We just I know some people do, but is that a big thing, do you think? Yeah, I kind of think so. There's one last name I'm sick of hearing of. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, they say, there was 23, if I only did 10. Number 10 was, do we really eat Chinese food out of cardboard boxes like on TV shows? I guess in other countries, when they order Chinese, they don't eat them out of those little white boxes. I don't, do you? Well, we don't eat Chinese that much. They always do that on TV. Why is that? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Nobody eats Chinese food like that. You put it on a plate. Wow. So you sit in front of the TV with your chopsticks. Right. Yeah. Okay. Tom and Mike. You get a lot of sleep at night. How many hours do you sleep at night? You know, that's a really good question because my sleep has gone down. I used to get an average of seven. Now I think it's more like six. Well, a lack of sleep is linked to early death. I want uh -oh. you to know that. Uh-oh. That's one more thing to keep you up at night, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You know, you know, J. Paul Getty once said, the formula for success is to rise early, work hard, and strike oil. That's what he said, Thomas. Rise early, work hard, and strike, and strike oil. oil. That's how he made it. Uh-huh. He lived a nice old life, didn't he? Right. You know, early to bed, early to rise probably indicates unskilled labor, too, doesn't it? Unless you work radio. Yeah, by the way, have you bought lettuce lately? No. Five dollars! That's because of that scare. They probably, you know, they probably deleted the supply and now they have to, you know, just like when gas. $5 for a head of lettuce? Seriously? Right. Yeah. I guess that's why you haven't had any salad lately, right? <laughs> you know, the early bird gets the worm, don't you? You know, the early worm gets eaten, baby. That's what they happens to the worm. To the berm? <laughs> to the worm. <laughs> Tom and Mike. Did you see this article about this kid? He's not a kid. He's 24, but he's, a, he's that's young for a guy that did this. He invented this thing. You know the plastic is ruining the ocean, right? I am aware. Well, this guy has come up with this. It's like a giant snake. I guess to describe it would be like a uh, a pipeline over on the ocean, but it's made out of like rubber. It kind of corrals all the plastic into one area, and then it goes into a big ship where it's destroyed and everything. I mean, our oceans are just such... Have you seen film of the of the oceans these days? No, I haven't. Tell me about it. Well, no, I'm just saying that the animals are, the fish are dying, plant life is dying because they're being smothered by acres and acres and acres of, of uh, plastic in, in the ocean. So this this guy's trying to change it, but, you know. We're getting rid of our plastic straws. <laughs> well, that's a start, but that's some little thing. But, I mean, think about all the people that buy water, you know. Why what don't happens? people just recycle? 
No, but even the recycling doesn't work because they've done stories on 60 Minutes where you think you're recycling, then it goes to recycle plants, but half the stuff isn't recycled. It gets thrown in dumps because either it's too dirty or whatever. It doesn't work, Thomas. It doesn't work. And putting politics Recycling in, doesn't work? Works if they do it, but that's what this article was about, that, that when a lot of people, maybe half the stuff that you recycle doesn't really get recycled. Why? Because, like I said, it's it's too cost efficient for them to clean it. Like people don't clean out their recyclables and, and they're not going to take the time to do that. Or there's all kinds of things on it that need to be taken off. I don't know. I don't understand the principles of it. But they're just saying that when people recycle, they're not really getting recycled. If you, if you get So that down. wine bottle that I contribute to my recycling daily is not getting destroyed? Should I just save all my wine bottles? Yes. Make have a collection. So one day. I have candles all over the house. Right. <laughs> And politicians aren't helping. Putting them in charge of air and water quality is a great idea. But if anyone has a feel for sludge, it's them, isn't it? Especially when it comes to the sludge fund. <laughs> you know, it's getting so bad. One day our kids will understand why the map makers color the ocean blue on the maps. Because it's not going to be blue for too much longer, pal. Oh, it's blue, all right. And here's what gets in a, me. In a, in a very sad kind of way. As in, you know, the blues. <laughs> Strike up the band. Here's what gets me. In the old caveman days, they got plenty of exercise, drank pure water, breathed pollution-free air, ate free-range organic diet, and they were dead by 35, Thomas. <laughs> right. right? Tom and Mike.